Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's life like for Ken Takashi? Picture this. Born into the gold-gilded but ice-cold arms of a wealthy family in Tokyo. They're youngest of four and the butt of all their cruel jokes. Ah, oh, little Kenny. My eldest brother Hiro would smirk, always with his nose in a book, as if that would replace real-life experience. Cut him some slack. Maki, my sister, would chime in, her voice dripping with forced sweetness. He's only preparing for his exciting career as a librarian. Yeah, or an encyclopedia salesman. The third tormentor Kazuki would laugh. My siblings, God's gift to comedy, just not the funny kind. Love? Nah, don't have the time or the patience. I would tell my reflection in the mirror. Truth was, in the grand production of my life, I was both the tragic hero and the laughing stock. That was until the curtains rose on Asami. High school was where I met her. Asami. A girl whose spirit made even my stark life seem colorful. Ken, you're different, but in a good way, she said on our first meeting, her eyes sparkling with sincerity. Different. Yeah, I get that a lot, I'd said, a hint of self-deprecating humor tinging my voice. I would often joke, I'm like a limited edition comic book. Rare, misunderstood, and sadly, not everyone's cup of tea. But that's what makes you special, Ken, Asami countered, always the eternal optimist. She brought joy and warmth into my frosty existence, and like a moth to a flame, I was drawn to her. Dare I dream, dare I think that love may actually be on the cards for this loner, I remember asking my lonesome self. But then, reality bit, and it bit hard. Enter stage left, Rena, the dutiful daughter of my father's influential business partner and the unwilling co-star in my life's drama. Ken, my father announced one day, you're marrying Rena. It's for the family, son. Duty, the one script I could never rewrite. Asami, I... The words got caught in my throat. How do you explain that your love story just got axed in the season finale for a spin-off nobody asked for? Fast forward a few years, I was knee-deep in a loveless marriage. A job that demanded my soul and a daughter, Miho, who was fast becoming a stranger. Guess it's another dinner for one tonight, I would joke to the empty house. The echo would somehow make it less funny. As I waded through the sea of my mundane life, the thoughts of Asami became my life raft. 
I wonder what she's doing now. Probably adding color to someone else's life. I'd muse, scrolling through her social media. Asami, living her dream. And me, dreaming my life away. Ah, my siblings. Let's not forget them. Look at Ken, living the high life where we would scrape through. Hero would snap during our rare meetings. The irony, of course, was lost on them. My fortune was my cage, and I was the golden bird, shackled and silenced. In the grand scheme of things, a dysfunctional family was just the tip of the iceberg of problems. Here I was, just a successful businessman, thrust into the world of spite and jealousy. They detested me. The reason? I'd inherited most of our family fortune. And suddenly, family dinners felt more like court hearings. It was another ordinary day. Or so I thought. I was juggling a flurry of emails, dealing with stock market projections when my phone rang. A call from an unknown number. Mr. Takashi. The voice on the other end snarled, setting my heart into overdrive. He claimed he had Rina and Miho. He demanded a hefty ransom, or else. The fear in his words was palpable, even infectious. Oh joy, I thought, though the adrenaline pumping through my veins begged to differ. Panicked, I transferred the ransom faster than a teenager typing out a tweet. A torrent of relief washed over me when I was done. Problem solved, right? I muttered to myself. A couple of days later, my phone rang. It was a call from my contact at the bank, Haruto, a guy whose humor was as dry as the desert. He had called to share an intriguing piece of information, that the account to which I had transferred the ransom money belonged to an aspiring actor. I was struck with a wave of bewilderment. Actors now kidnap people? Is it because all the good roles were taken? <laughs> I tried to laugh it off but the pieces of the puzzle began fitting together in a way I wish they wouldn't. Investigating further, I discovered that this actor, in fact, was recently hired by my daughter, Miho, for a school project. The dots were connecting, painting a picture I would rather not see. But the most crushing blow was yet to come. While wrestling with the newfound revelations, I got a call from an anonymous tipster. The unknown voice claimed to be a member of my family's staff, driven by guilt to spill the truth. It was an orchestration, a vile plot woven by the people I called my family. They staged the kidnapping, employed the actors, and then had planned to play victim. I had been outsmarted, outplayed, betrayed. A feeling of being ice cold and on fire at the same time swept over me. And then came the media storm. I woke up one day to find myself the villain in my own life story. Splashed across newspapers and television screens, the tale of my corruption, abuse, and fraudulent behavior was the hot gossip in town. Waking up to a tabloid symphony of my public humiliation wasn't exactly the highlight of my life. News alerts buzzed on my phone like angry bees. I picked it up, the reality of my situation settling in. Ken Takashi, abusive father, business tycoon, or fraud? And Takashi's money laundering scheme exposed. The morning news had never tasted so bitter. Losing my job was a punch to the gut. When they handed me the pink slip, I said, Hey, at least I'll get to try out being unemployed. The HR guy didn't seem to appreciate my humor. Guess I was the only one laughing in the face of public humiliation. Just when I started to accept my starring role in this real-life nightmare, my phone buzzed. Asami, she asked, You okay? I've been better. Lost my job public enemy number one, the usual stuff. 
how's your day going? My attempt at sarcasm was as bitter as the black coffee I was sipping. Asami was a godsend. She brought a calm to my storm, pushing me to fight back. Ken, you can't let them get away with this. You have to stand up for yourself, she'd tell me, her voice the grounding I needed. Then there was Daiki. Stern, poker-faced Daiki. As the detective assigned to my case, he was more impassive than a stone statue. I'm just doing my job, Takashi, he said, poring over the files piled over his desk. And your job seems to be turning up as suspect number one. But as we sat down over many cups of terrible office coffee, Daiki started to question the narrative being sold. There are inconsistencies in the testimonies, he admitted one day. And the evidence, it's too convenient. My relief must have shown because he quickly added, Don't get too comfortable, Takashi. It doesn't mean you're off the hook. It just means I'm not buying their story. Yet. With Asami on my side and Daiki slowly turning from suspicion, we began to unravel the sordid plot that had landed me here. Every new piece of evidence, every hidden truth was a shocking revelation. One evening, I found myself standing in front of a mirror, looking at the stranger staring back at me. Alright, Ken. It's you against the world. Showtime. I'd always enjoyed a good mystery, but being pulled in the middle was not as thrilling. As Daiki and I dug deeper, we discovered a puppeteer pulling the strings behind the scenes. Someone had made me the antagonist of this tragic opera. Who would hate me enough to go to these lengths? The list wasn't exactly short. There was a club of people I'd pissed off in my past, but none seemed to fit the bill. My life was spiraling, but amidst the chaos, I had an epiphany. Perhaps I could reinvent myself. I'd always fancied being an entrepreneur. So what better time than now, when I'd nearly lost everything? And just because I was down, didn't mean I was out. I decided to take my story to the people. I launched a YouTube channel, Life According to Ken. Each video a rebuttal to their baseless accusations, a chance to reveal the evidence I'd found. One day, I said to my camera, Today, let's talk about trust and betrayal, and how they're as close as twins but couldn't be more different. I shared my side of my story, peppered with my signature wit and occasional dad jokes. My subscribers started to grow, and so did the public's interest in my case. I got creative, embedding clues within my videos, breadcrumbs that led viewers closer to the invisible hand behind all of this. The comment section turned into a virtual detective agency, and they were as eager as Daiki to crack the case. In all of this, I felt a strange sense of purpose. Even as I fought my battles, I was making a difference with my online platform. And perhaps, just maybe, getting closer to finding the architect of my downfall. One night, while I was at dinner with Asami, she confessed something. Everyone is saying that I should be staying away from you. My friends, my family, even my fans. I raised an eyebrow, a sardonic smile on my face. Oh, so the court of public opinion has spoken, has it? Ken, I'm serious. They think you're bad news. And there's something else. I can't help but wonder. Are you using me as a distraction from all this? She gestured vaguely around her. I looked at her, speechless for a moment. Then, taking a deep breath, I said, Asami, the only way I'm using you is to keep myself sane in this insane situation. You make me feel like... I can get through this. Meanwhile, I was dealing with a snake in the grass in Daiki's team. Someone was spilling the beans to the puppet master of this whole damn circus. Unveiling the traitor became a thrilling part of my unfolding saga. During a YouTube livestream, I told my viewers, You know, there's something particularly cinematic about discovering a mole in your team. A nice dash of suspense, don't you think? Then, out of the blue, an ex-con entered the scene. Another blast from the past, carrying the weight of a grudge against my siblings. One day, he showed up with a piece of information that could potentially reveal the identity of the mysterious puppet master. Ken, he grumbled, I've got my own axe to grind. 
Seems like our enemies might be the same. Bingo, I muttered as the pieces fell into place. The puppet master, the architect of my ruin, was none other than Rena's father. The revelation was like a punch right into my gut. I went to his house, ready to confront him. I did it all for my boy, he confessed, a twisted satisfaction in his eyes. He lost everything because of you, Ken. His business, his life. I felt a flare of anger. All that over a business deal? I snapped, bitterness seeping into my tone. You decided to play God with our lives because your son couldn't take a professional setback? Yes, he hissed. And I'd do it again. Thankfully, Daiki picked the perfect moment for a dramatic entry. Well, you won't get the chance to, he announced with handcuffs in his hand. As my name cleared and my life began its climb out of the trenches, my relationship with my estranged daughter saw a ray of light. I'm sorry, Dad. I didn't want any of this. And yet, it happened. <sighs> I sighed, choosing forgiveness. Because what else do you do when you're a father? And then there was Asami, the woman who'd seen me at my worst my best, and all the ridiculous moments in between. It was during a live stream on my YouTube channel when I decided to pop the question. Okay, guys, I began, my heart pounding. I'm doing something I've never done before. Asami, will you marry me? She said yes, and we sealed it with a kiss. Our followers erupted into a virtual applause. The comment section was a blur of congratulatory messages. I kept working on my online learning platform, turning it into a venture that not just turned profits, but changed lives. The YouTube channel became a platform for truth, for stories, for occasional rants, and a lot of bad jokes. I decided to cut off my siblings and my ex-wife. I did not even want to confront them. It was pointless. As for my daughter, I tried to rebuild our relationship as much as I could, and it was blossoming into a strong bond. Was I a happy man? You bet. In the face of adversity, I found my purpose in love. It was a wild ride, and honestly, I wouldn't have had it any other way. So, there I was, at this swanky restaurant, all geared up for my blind date. You gonna have a great time, my friend had assured me. Just relax, Ethan. But as I waited at the table, my heart wasn't in it. I hadn't signed up for this circus of dating, but then again, it was high time I at least tried to have a normal life. Just as I was contemplating escaping through the kitchen, I heard a voice that sent chills down my spine. It was raspy, tinged with the faintest hint of something vaguely familiar. Something that made my stomach twist. Ethan, I looked up and froze. There she was, Amelia. The woman I'd loved. The woman who killed me in another life. Looking as radiant as the day I'd last seen her. Amelia, what are you doing here? I'm your date. Surprised? That's an understatement. I muttered, trying to keep my tone light. But I could feel my heart pounding in my chest. A blind date with Amelia. So, Ethan, tell me about yourself. Oh, there's not much to tell, really. Just your average guy making a living. And relationships. How do you feel about them? Depends on the relationship. For instance, how do you feel about dating someone while you're already in a relationship? I beg your pardon. I mean, isn't Ashton your boyfriend? He is, but he... But he doesn't pay attention to me. And that justifies cheating? No, it doesn't. But it's complicated. Isn't it always? I think it's better if we end this here, Amelia. Wait, Ethan, I... No, Amelia, you should go back to Ashton. Or maybe find someone else. Someone who actually deserves you. With that, I walked out of the restaurant, leaving her behind. And as I walked, my heart pounded with a new resolution. I would take down Ashton. Not just for me, but for Amelia as well. Ethan, 
Claire's voice resonated with an unforeseen gravitas as I picked up the phone. Mom, what's up? We need to talk about your position in the Sullivan Empire. You know I'm just an investor, right? Ashton is the one gearing up to take over. I'm aware, but I've been keeping tabs on you, Ethan. I see potential, resilience, qualities that this empire needs. What do you mean? Ethan, I've decided to transfer a portion of my shares in the company to you. Ashton. Ashton had his chance. It's time we explore other options. The survival of our investments, our legacy, depends on it. Dumbstruck, I scrambled to process the gravity of her words. This was a game changer. Thank you, Mom. I'll, I'll do my best. I believe in you, Ethan. Make us proud. With that, the call ended. The revelation hit me like a bolt of lightning. I wasn't merely an investor anymore. I was a substantial shareholder in the Sullivan Empire, with enough clout to challenge Ashton. The prospect was daunting, yet exhilarating. I could almost see the storm... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Brewing, ready to sweep Ashton off his feet. He had no inkling of what was coming his way. It was time for a change, and I was at the helm of it. Man, have you heard the latest stock report? Brad, now my best friend and confidant, called me up one morning, his voice teetering between excitement and disbelief. Why, what happened? I asked, attempting to hide the amusement in my voice. By now, my carefully calculated moves were starting to yield results. Sullivan Empire shares, they're soaring, Ethan. It's like someone just pumped a whole lot of life into that sinking ship. That's interesting. You don't understand, Ethan. This is massive. Whoever is behind this, they've practically taken over the Empire. All the major decisions now, they're being made by this, this unknown entity. With a smirk, I leaned back in my chair, letting the silence linger between us. The pieces of the puzzle were finally falling into place. But isn't Ashton? Ashton had a shot, man, and he blew it. Spectacularly, I might add. But Ethan, that, that would mean you? Right in the bullseye, old friend. I'm now the new power player of the Sullivan Empire. You're, you're incredible, Ethan. You did it. You really did it. Still a long way to go, Brad. But the ship's course has been corrected. In Ashton, he's gonna get a taste of his own medicine. I'm with you all the way, Ethan. Ashton won't know what hit him. I ended the call, a newfound determination stirring within me. My past life as Mason, a cog in the wheel of the Sullivan Empire, now seemed like a distant memory. Claire and I, as substantial shareholders, had taken the reins, and with my strategic planning, the Sullivan Empire was finally seeing a resurgence. It felt good, not just the power and wealth, but the vindication. I'd returned as a powerful CEO, 
the Empire almost within my grasp. The once dismissive glances in the boardroom were now replaced by looks of respect. And Ashton, his unease was palpable, his position threatened. The prodigal son was finally home, and the reckoning was only just beginning. Listen, Ashton, I understand there's been some misunderstandings lately. Is that what you call it, Ethan? I've been hearing quite a lot about you lately. Really? I'm flattered. Sarcasm doesn't suit you, Ethan. This isn't a game. This is business. You've been disrupting the chain of command. I disagree, Ashton. I think I've been... improving things. Don't you find it a little more exciting now? Exciting isn't what I'd call it. You're turning the company upside down. And for what? To prove a point? No, Ashton. I'm not here to prove a point. I'm here to make a difference. A difference you've been unable to make all these years. The line went silent for a moment, air thick with tension. Watch your tone, Ethan. This isn't some petty squabble. You're playing with fire. And you've been sitting on a powder keg. You've been comfortable for too long, Ashton. Maybe it's time someone stirred the pot. Is that a threat? No, Ashton. It's a promise. See, while you've been sitting on your ivory tower, I've been doing what's needed. And the funny thing is, your loyal staff, they seem to prefer my leadership. You're a snake, Ethan. But remember, you're playing in my territory. No, Ashton. I believe it's your relatives who are playing in my territory now. The ones who thought they could simply discard me? Funny how things turn out, isn't it? The silence that followed was almost deafening, but the satisfaction I felt was immeasurable. Ashton and his clan, they were mere puppets now, dancing to my tune. They had thrown me out, and now, I was their boss. The hunter had become the hunted. Ashton's power was waning, and mine was just starting to rise. Listen, Ashton, there's something else you should know. Really? More tricks up your sleeve? No tricks, Ashton. Just the truth. And trust me, the truth can be far more dangerous. Get to the point, Ethan. I know about the Ethan Project. What are you talking about? Oh, you know very well what I mean. The little experiment you thought you could keep hidden? Did you really think I wouldn't find out? Ashton was silent, and I could almost feel the wheels turning in his mind. You're lying. Am I? Would you like to take that chance, Ashton? Because I'm more than willing to play this game. Remember, Ashton, every action has consequences, and it seems like it's time for you to face yours. With that, I hung up, leaving Ashton with his thoughts. The truth was out. The game had changed, and now it was my turn to lead. The phone buzzed again, this time with Brad's caller ID flashing. I answered on the first ring. Brad, we need to talk. Well, good evening to you too, Ethan. Something tells me Ashton's conversation didn't go too well. You could say that. I told you, didn't I? Snake can't change his scales. Enough with your proverbs, Brad. We need to plan our next moves. Right. Sullivan Empire. I've been doing some digging. There's a board meeting in two weeks. That's our chance. Then that's when we'll strike. We're playing with fire here, Ethan, Brad warned. If this goes sideways, it won't. We have to be smart about this, Brad. Play our cards right. Brad sighed on the other end of the line. All right, I trust you. A hefty sigh spilled out of me as I settled into my plush office chair. Ashton's turned into a slippery eel, Brad. I can't seem to get the upper hand. That's the thing about eels. Slippery they might be, but they're still confined to their pawns. Ashton's pawn seems to be expanding by the minute. If we don't act now, we will. You know, I've been looking into the operations of the Sullivan Empire. A lot of deals, a lot of contracts. But there are a lot of weaknesses, too. Weaknesses? 
Yeah. You see, Ashton's been playing fast and loose with the company finances. There's a particular deal with a tech firm, suspiciously overvalued. Which one? Hawkeye Tech. Ashton's been shoving funds their way for a project that's still theoretical at best. And that's our chance. We expose the deal. Ashton's credibility is shot. The board will have no choice but to reconsider their loyalties. 100%. But Ethan, this is risky. If Ashton even sniffs that we're onto him, I know. But it's a risk we have to take. Ashton's greed is his weakness. And it's about time we exploited it. The conversation extended into the night, with Brad and me brainstorming strategies and countermeasures, hypothetical situations and potential challenges. As the minutes rolled into hours, a concrete plan started to take shape. A risky plan. Yes, but a plan nonetheless. I'd always known that this battle would be uphill, but tonight, it seemed like I'd found my footing. For the first time since my return, I felt in control. I leaned back in my chair, my mind whirling with the upcoming events. One thing was clear. Ashton had messed with the wrong man. And now, it was time to show him what it meant to cross paths with me. As the city skyline basked in the glow of the moon, I couldn't help but smile. The board meeting was going to be a game changer, and Ashton wouldn't know what hit him. The night was heavy with anticipation, the impending clash echoing in the silence. But as I closed my eyes, a single thought overwhelmed the rest. Ashton Sullivan, your downfall is coming. So, there I was, minding my own business, cleaning the floors when Mr. Fancy Suit walked by and sneered at me. A janitor, huh? Is that the best you could do with your life? I smirked and replied, Well, at least I'm not leaving messes for others to clean up. His words would fuel my journey to show them all just how wrong they were about me. Get ready, because this janitor is about to clean up. And I don't just mean the floors. It all started when I was working at this fancy bank, mopping the floors like it was nobody's business. The bank owner, Mr. Arrogant, approached me with a snobbish grin and said, It must be so sad, being uneducated and having to settle for a job like this. I clenched my teeth and replied, Well, at least I'm not a pompous jerk. But inside, I was fuming. You see, what Mr. Arrogant didn't know was that I had a brilliant mind, and I wasn't going to let his snide comments go unanswered. So, I did what any self-respecting janitor with a vendetta would do. I planned a heist. And boy, was it a good one. With a little bit of research and a lot of hard work, I managed to break into the bank owner's vault, emptying it of its riches without leaving a single trace. And just like that, the smug bank owner got a taste of his own medicine. Who's uneducated now, huh? After successfully robbing the bank, I was enjoying my new wealth when Miss Fake It Till You Make It, a beauty influencer, decided to ridicule me for being a janitor. Her words stung but it only fueled my desire to prove her wrong. So, I used some of my newfound fortune to create an eco-friendly, honest brand. And guess what? It exploded in popularity, making me even more famous than her. When she tried to score a sponsorship deal with my company, I just smirked. Sorry, we only work with genuine people. The satisfaction was indescribable. Life took a wild turn after that. Suddenly, I was living the high life surrounded by gorgeous supermodels, attending VIP events, and spending a hundred thousand in a single night without even breaking a sweat. It was a far cry from my janitor days, and I couldn't help but enjoy the sweet taste of success. It's amazing how quickly things can change when you show those snobs who's boss. So this rich dude comes up to me, not realizing I was just dressed as a janitor for fun, missing my old simple lifestyle. He says, hey, janitor boy, I bet you don't even know how to play poker. 
Tell you what, you can keep my house and my girlfriend. But if you lose, they're mine. I couldn't help but smirk at his arrogance. As we sat down to play, he kept trash-talking me, saying things like, You really think you stand a chance against me? I played poker with celebrities, and you're just a janitor. I just smiled and replied, Well, you know what they say, cleanliness is next to godliness. We played through the night, and just when he thought he had me cornered, I revealed my winning hand. His jaw dropped, and I couldn't help but chuckle. Looks like I just cleaned up, I said with a grin. Instead of taking his money, I decided to take his girlfriend. She rolled her eyes at him and said, I always knew you were a lousy poker player. I'm happy to leave you for someone who knows how to play the game and how to treat people right. As we walked away, I revealed my true identity, leaving the rich guy stunned and humiliated. There I was, wearing my janitor outfit for a charity event I organized, when I found a rich developer who planned to demolish my parents' house to build luxury homes. No way was I letting that happen. I pulled some strings, got involved with the decision-making process, and confronted the developer at a packed city council meeting. My parents' house is more than just a building. It's a home filled with memories and love. I told him, my voice loud and clear. The room went silent, and the developer stared at me, baffled. Who are you? He asked. Grinning, I replied, just a janitor with a heart of gold. I turned to the crowd, my voice full of passion. Who here has a home they love? Who here has memories they cherish? Hands shot up all over the room. We can't let this developer take away what makes our city special. Our homes, our community, our memories. The crowd erupted in applause, and people began sharing their stories of love, family, and the homes they held dear. The developer, realizing he was losing the battle, tried to argue his case. Think of the jobs! The economic boost! He shouted. I raised my hand to silence him. We can create jobs without sacrificing our homes and our past. We can build a better future together, without forgetting where we come from. The entire city stood behind me, and the developer had no choice but to back down. Money isn't everything. Sometimes, even a janitor can save the day. One day, I was dining at a fancy restaurant with my gold digger crush, who didn't know about my newfound wealth. I decided to wear my old janitor uniform to see her reaction. As expected, she was all about the glamour, loudly shaming me for not affording the most expensive items on the menu. I played along, pretending to be hurt by her words. But the next day, I pulled up to her place in a brand new luxury car, dressed to the nines. She couldn't believe her eyes. Hey, remember when you shamed me for not affording the most expensive stuff at the restaurant? I asked, smirking. Well, guess who just made a fortune? Her jaw dropped, and she stammered. You? But, but how? I laughed. <laughs> Turns out even a janitor can strike it rich. As I drove away, I could see the regret in her eyes. Little did she know she'd missed out on a fantastic life with a guy who knew the true value of hard work and love. Karma had spoken and I was loving every minute of it. One day, I was invited to a costume party at my friend's luxurious mansion. The theme was humble beginnings, where the attendees were supposed to dress up as someone from their past or a profession they'd done before. I thought it'd be a great opportunity to remind myself of where I came from. So I decided to dress up as a janitor, my old job. As I was helping clean up a spilled drink at the party, a group of spoiled party girls walked by, laughing and pointing at me. Look at this loser! pretending to be a janitor one of them taunted ew and what's with that cheap outfit another added i rolled my eyes and decided to have some fun with them this cheap outfit you're making fun of is actually a limited edition designer shirt i said smirking they didn't believe me 
So I challenged them to tear it off and see for themselves. As they reluctantly tugged at my shirt, they couldn't help but gasp at my toned abs. Wow, he's hot! One of them whispered to her friend, and when they saw the designer label, their faces turned red with embarrassment. This is worth thousands of dollars! One of them exclaimed. With a sly grin, I put my shirt back on and continued enjoying the party, leaving the girls in awe, their shallow judgments backfiring on them. They just learned a valuable lesson. Never judge a book by its cover, and always be aware of the context behind people's actions. You won't believe this other crazy thing that happened to me. So, I was at this wild party, and the host suddenly announces a bizarre challenge, sharing an enormous t-shirt with someone for 24 hours, and who do I get paired with? My crush! We wriggled into the t-shirt, feeling all kinds of awkward. Well, this is one way to break the ice, I joked. She giggled, and our initial awkwardness started to fade. We had some of the funniest moments of our lives that day. Picture this, we were trying to squeeze through a doorway and got stuck right in the middle. Maybe if we twist like pretzels, we'll make it, she suggested, as we began wiggling through the tight space. Or we could just moonwalk our way out, I quipped, and we both burst into laughter. Despite the sticky situations, the 24-hour t-shirt challenge turned out to be a blast. It actually brought us closer than ever, transforming a potentially cringeworthy experience into a hilarious, unforgettable memory. One day, I was walking around in my favorite vintage jacket when a group of girls started to make fun of it. Hey, nice jacket! Did you find it in the trash? They sneered. I shrugged off their comments, but before I could walk away, a stylish woman approached me. Oh my god! That jacket is to die for! I've been looking for one like this forever! She gushed. I'll give you $2,500 for it right now! The girls' jaws dropped, and they couldn't believe what they were hearing. I smirked, handing over the jacket, and walked away with a fat stack of cash. Another time, this gold digger I knew turned me down for a date just because my t-shirt had a tiny hole in it. Little did she know, it was a limited edition designer t-shirt worth $10,000. After I'd made the fortune and starting living the high life, she came crawling back, full of regret. Oh, I didn't know you were so successful now. Maybe we could give it another shot? She suggested, but I just shook my head and smiled. Sorry, I only date people who appreciate me for who I am, not just my bank account. So, thanks, but no thanks. I walked away, leaving her to wallow in her shallow choices. Sweet, sweet karma. As the years went by, I continued to embrace my newfound success while staying true to my roots. I never forgot the lessons I learned from my humble beginnings as a janitor, and I always made sure to treat others with kindness and respect, regardless of their social status. One day, I decided to host a grand charity event, inviting all the people I had encountered on my journey, the rich and the poor, the influential and the humble, and even those who had once mocked or underestimated me. As the event unfolded, I took the stage and addressed the crowd. Tonight, we celebrate not just my personal success, but the power of resilience and the human spirit. It's not about how much money you have or the designer clothes you wear. It's about the person you choose to be and the impact you have on others. The applause was deafening, and I could see the faces of those who had once belittled me, now filled with respect and admiration. That night, we raised a significant amount of money for charity, giving back to the community and helping those in need. As I looked around the room, I realized that I had achieved the most satisfying ending to my journey. I had not only overcome my own obstacles and found success, but I had also used my influence to make a real difference in the world. And that, my friends, is, is what true success and happiness are all about.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 